hey everybody, Cozy's pointing at me, which means it's time for the show. Welcome to Responding Fire, the Kick-Ass Reverend Game Podcast for Athletic Idiots. I'm one of your hosts, Adam. He knows when he got pointed at Gumbert <laughs> today. <laughs> From different parts of the world, some of us are backwards in our basements, some of us are in different rooms altogether. Today we have with us Chad. Where yet, buddy? Um, hey, welcome to my childhood bedroom with all the eclecticness and wild things that my parents have perfectly preserved, like a pig's foot and a jar of vinegar. Pickled, like pickling, it's a way of preserving things. Yeah, but why are you gonna eat it? No, I'm not gonna eat a pickled pig's foot. Okay, uh, and we also have with us <laughs> Alex. Why does your room look different this time? Because <laughs> hey, 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 this is um, I gotta say, this is uh, the first time in quite some time that I'm actually live streaming one of these productions. Obviously, I've recorded a ton of the game shows that we've done throughout the year. I've done a bunch of other things in OBS. First time in a little while that I've actually uh, been live streaming one of these things. So far, it seems like it's going good. So far, it seems like it's going okay. If any of you in the chat are like, hmm, something seems a little bit screwy, do let me know as soon as possible because I will this do my test. best. I will do my best to play Stream Doctor live on air and see if I can resuscitate this patient. Uh, to answer your question... Ooh. Adam, uh, the reason why my stream uh, background looks a little bit different than before is because I'm in the process uh, of playing around with the layout of my basement to prepare for the return of Cozy Bear's cooking. Um, it's a little bit tough to see from here because it's like a very limited view of the basement. But basically, originally, I was positioned where I'm currently standing right now, but six feet back, give or take. And I basically pushed my PC right up, right up against the wall of the basement so I could give myself a little bit more space behind it to put the uh, table that I am going to be doing Cozy Bear's Cooking on. Basically, the long and short of it is I used to do Cozy Bear's Cooking from uh, my parents' kitchen upstairs. Uh, it just got very, very tiring to have to constantly clean up both before and after doing those streams in the kitchen. I always wish that I had just a set that I could constantly reuse and, you know, not have to constantly clean the shit out of. On top of that, because it was upstairs, I was also running it on entirely off of my laptop. And it was just a very convoluted process. And obviously, I wasn't able to take advantage of the sheer horsepower that my custom-built PC offers. And so, yeah, when I decided to you know, pick up the slack and start up Cozy cooking again. It's like, I got to figure out how to make this work in the basement. Uh, and so, yeah, that's the situation. Cozy Bear, I got, yeah. I got hyper fixated on the way you said a sentence that said the table that I'm going to be doing Cozy Bear's cooking show on. And then, or no, sorry, Cozy Bear's cooking on. And then that made me go down a rabbit hole in my brain of saying, I want your show to be called Cozy Bear's Cooking on Cook Show, the Cook Show on a Cooking Show. We're we'll playing Cook on Cook on the Cooking Show on a Cooking Show. Cook, cook, I cook, will cook, definitely cook. take that into consideration. I will Perfect. most definitely do so. <laughs> I hope you do. Catch us live Sunday evenings at eight thirty on Twitch.tv slash Apple Idiots. YouTube and podcast services Tuesdays at nine a.m. Eastern Time. Just a bit of a programming warning. Do you warn people about programming or you just update them about it? I mean, if it's like a parental advisory or if we're about to say something that like you should hide your children, hide your wife. Yeah, hide your kids, hide your wife. All right. So this show is coming out Tuesday, December 12th for the podcast Correct. and YouTube people. Will not be a show next week, but the following Tuesday we will have Game of the Year, Pody Goaty Part 1. The following Tuesday after that will be We Decide Game of the Year. And for the Patreon people, patreon.com slash Fire, 
the day before Christmas, I believe, you'll have a special Patreon exclusive thing. Maybe it's a movie commentary about a very bad movie. I guess we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> we don't know if it's a bad movie or not. Adam. I'm sure we it's wonderful. Yeah. Can it be as good it as was, Finding Jesus 2? We will see. It was theatrically <laughs> released, which means that the people, you know, that produced it believed that it had, you know, at least some modicum of quality if they no, thought fit to I release to it to the, the public like that. This movie now. It's like 50 bucks. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So that's programming note this week. Take a break next week. Game of the year two weeks after that or for the next two weeks. Uh, we're going to move into our main quest. That's the basically Game Awards is the only thing that really happened. But here's something else just to start to show off, and then we'll get to all our thoughts about Game Awards and the announcements and such. First up, though, no yawns here. GTA 6 has people in a tizzy. It's from Ryan Dinsdale at IGN. Oh, yeah, that's right. The GTA 6 trailer debuted this past week. <laughs> it did, it did, it did. Um, Rockstar Games GTA 6 trailer has already surpassed... Uh, surpassed, Yeah predecessor gta 5's reveal trailer views reaching 1.1 million views in less than two days the gta 6 trailer which reintroduces fans to rockstar's take on miami vice city as well as the greater state of lenita a fictional florida leonida as, i think leonida Leonidas. Like King leonidas yeah from 300 yeah fake florida uh has already dwarfed some pretty strong rivals in terms of trailer views after 15 hours it had more uh views than the reveal trailers of cyberpunk Red Dead Redemption 2, and Breath of the Wild all combined. Um, GTA 6 trailer is actually record-breaking. Um, Guinness Book of World Records on Twitter confirmed it was the most viewed video game reveal on YouTube over a 24-hour period. Uh, it's also the most non most viewed non-music video on YouTube in 24 hours. The game was uh, released alongside a 2025 release date for PS5 and Xbox Series X and S. So it came out. came out a little bit early because Bitcoin people were trying to leak it early. Um... Yeah, that's why I released. Some dudes were like, "Buy my Bitcoin and get the GTA 6 trailer early." And they're like, "Fuck it, we gotta release it." Did they buy the Bitcoin? Somebody did, and then Rockstar said, "Fuck that," <laughs> and then took it back. Uh, but yeah, it's out. A lot of people watched it. The game looks fucking gorgeous. I'm excited for a year and a half from now when I get to play it. So you think it's gonna be a year and a half? It said 2025. Um, and there's a whole thing about the fiscal year where they're trying to hit that fiscal year, which would be March of 2025 at the latest. So. I think that's what they'll shoot for. If we actually get it, then we'll see. But uh, I know, Chad, you don't care about the game or whatever, but it looks fucking pretty. Holy shit. The game, here's, here's, my, here's my take. The game is about crime, and mm -hmm. it is also a crime that IMDb holds the box office information for Elf Bowling behind <laughs> the paywall of IMDb paywall. Pro. That is censorship. That is against the Constitution of the United States of America. I don't appreciate that's, it. That's my thoughts what on that. What if I just game. Google Elf Bowling um i did i, I went to box office mojo which it turns out is in cahoots with imdb and they're owned by imdb pro fuck shit went to rotten tomatoes no mention of a theatrical release there because it made ten dollars so they didn't even bother reporting it <laughs> anyways cozy any thoughts uh, I, yes i, I oh, agree no, with you adam this is a very uh gorgeous trailer a beautiful wild wonderful people in the trailer as well both gr both graphically and um many of their attributes and their behaviors as well uh but no it is it's a gorgeous trailer technology that i am uh very curious to see how it actually like does it look like this on a large scale in the open world is this a cutscene? are these i mean obviously the game is at least as you kind of mentioned probably like 18 months away maybe so there's lots of opportunity for them to continue to push the limits of the current hardware, especially seeing as it's not 
currently scheduled to be released on PC, at least publicly. So yeah, I, I am blown away and also a little bit um a little bit skeptical of how it might look that good on current hardware, which is really great. But yeah, it look, looks like it's going to be a fantastic people for people who love GTA, and I'm just not in that audience, but I'm happy that all of y'all are, and all of you are showing your love and support by viewing that trailer so many times. A lot of them. Cozy, did you like the ass physics in the trailer? Oh, oh man. I, I loved every second of it. Good ass trailer. Good ass trailer. There, I, I gotta be honest, there have not been many trailers this generation that have made me legitimately go, oh wow, this is a truly next-gen looking experience but obviously as chad alluded to uh, we'll have to see how legitimate this actually turns out to be once we get our hands on it we will certainly see i will say i am not honestly okay. like i'm skeptical but like i kind I, I believe it i mean we saw red dead redemption 2 on ps4 and xbox one and how amazing that game looked too even if you did have to fucking polish your gun and and recycle your pee with a fucking straw that filters that it into your mouth and that you have to pee have into that. your own mouth three times a day or else you get exhausted but yeah i just want, i'm i'm like i'm skeptical because i haven't seen it yet but i also have trust in rockstar that they'll be able to pull it off somehow have any that of is the, the thing sorry Go ahead, real quick have any okay. of the grand theft auto games had like rideable horses like obviously that's a well-known aspect of the red dead mm -hmm. games but did the horses ever cross over to grand theft auto no, if not that's a zero out of ten of me there i was gonna no, say i, I feel like there's a great opportunity here bring horses to leonida bring horses to i mean how hard is it to copy paste horse balls from rdr2 it, and it, put in that's the exactly what i'm saying right? that's exactly what i'm saying florida's a place where people would ride horses through the street <laughs> so <laughs> i think you could make it work um i will say i'm not skeptical there was a uh an article about a guy who worked at Rockstar is like, oh no, this they're absolutely gonna hit this. Like this was, and then if you look at every reveal trailer ever, like the red, you were saying Red Dead looks exactly like the trailer did. You're like, there's no fucking way. And then you play the game and it does. So mm. I'm not worried about it. Should be good. Uh, another in, uh, idea. You're gonna. I'm just gonna throw this out here. Uh, there's that scene in The Rescuers, the animated Disney know. movie, mm. where yep. the evil lady basically goes on like a jet ski that's made out of two crocodiles. I bet that we could do something similar here where like you're riding on multiple crocodiles all at once. Kind of like it's like Solid Snake before he was recruited to infiltrate Shadow Moses Island and he was, you know, participating in all those nice. dog sled races. It's That's the same idea. Nice callback. It's the same <laughs> idea, but you're riding around on a bunch of alligators that are pulling you along your water sleigh. Well, 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 you said crocodiles at first and now it's alligators, which is it? Both of them like, live in the state of Leonida. Of Both riding. of them live in the state of Leonida. But not both of them are in the movie The Rescuers. Mm. Fuck. Do I have to look this up now? You have to look this up now. While I uh, bring up another point that uh, I had not thought about until I heard it on the Kind of Funny Games Daily, I believe it was, when they were discussing the trailer. And like, how do you think it's going to run on uh, Xbox Series S? This is from 1440p. Disney.fandom.com. Brutus... <laughs> Brutus and Nero are Madame Medusa's two pet crocodiles and the secondary antagonists of Disney's 1977 animated feature film, The Rescuers. So there you go. Okay, crocodiles. thank you to the New York Times for providing that correction to Cozy's previous statement calling them alligators. Um, yeah, the Xbox Series S, I think that's a, I, it's an interesting thing. Resolution is just like a small piece of it. And it's, you know, what is that capable of cranking out from its uh, GPU in terms of like, populating 
the streets with citizens and things going on and different particle effects and all these kinds of things that are they going to I, I don't think it's going to get anywhere near like a Nintendo Switch scale down, like dumbed down in terms mm-hmm. of graphics and shit like that. But I think we might see like Spider-Man 2 when it came out on PS5, the two di- the two modes, performance and quality. Well, actually, there were lots of different variations in there. But basically, if you had it on performance mode, like the the density in the cities was like super reduced and the cars... Like, they turned into 2D sprites, basically, off mm-hmm. the distance, way closer to you than they did in the quality mode. So I'm wondering if they're going to go, like, if that's all the concessions they'll need to make or whether they're going to have to work with Microsoft in order to say, like, how do we do this game differently on your console? Or please, can we just get a get-out-of-jail-free card and not have to do it on that console? I need to look and that in up. which case, Microsoft would say no because that's our best-selling console. You have to put it out on yeah. there, too. So. I need to look and do the actual research because the differences in them is, like... I feel like they have the exact same CPU and GPU inside the machine, and that there's there is a difference. But Do there's they? like, it sh- in theory yes. everything should work on both. You had to make some concessions here or there. I think maybe for memory. I don't know. I'd have to maybe look it up. Yeah, maybe it's RAM. Yeah, it might be RAM is the only difference, and everything else is the same. So yeah, probably just lower density. Um, but we'll see. Because guess what? I have an X, so I'll be just fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Moving on from there, we're gonna move on to playtime. That is the time where we talk about the things we played. Sometimes we call it playtime. Uh, Alex, you go first because these games do not make sense to me. Sure. So uh, I actually meant to bring this up on the previous uh, episode of Respawning Fire, but kind of forgot to do so, slipped my mind then. Uh, I've been playing a little bit of Lethal Company with one of my secret Discord servers. Uh, I had seen the streams that kind of funny had did of it. I actually, those streams did not motivate me to play the game myself. What motivated me was my friends being like, Hey, this might be a cool, fun time. And I said, yeah, sure. Might as well. And lo and behold, it is a cool, fun time. Definitely very much feels like a game that is in early access version 0.001, but there is a seed of something real fun in that game. Just looking around for, uh, weird old beer bottles and bells and horns and taking it into your bosses, which may or may not be giant hentai tentacles. And yeah, not too much else to say there. Have either of you played Lethal Company so far? No, I do not have a PC for nerddom. Okay. I'm sorry. For the record. Honestly, I- though, hearing other people's thoughts on it, I'm like, mm, kind of wish this was on consoles so I could play and have fun. I-, I will say for the record, I'm pretty sure that any PC could run this game. Not that this game looks like I literally don't absolute have any trash, PC. but anyways. Okay, well, I guess that's that. Adam, have you? No, I've been looking at it. That's the thing where, like, I always want to see what these games where, like, a game comes out of nowhere and hits and everyone's, like, super into it, especially it's, like, a co-op game. I'm like, I want to see if, like, in three months people are still into it, then I'll jump in. Because I, sure. love, I love these kind of games, but I need people to stick around yeah, just for it. a little bit. I but, uh, no, it looks cool as hell. I just need time to to get into it. If people are playing the new year, I'll, I'll play it. Uh, the other big game uh, that I've been playing over the course of the past week uh, is a little game by the name of Super Mario RPG, the remake that recently so released on the Switch. And here's the thing. I'm enjoying this game. It's a good time so far. The more I play of this game, the more I wish I was rather playing the upcoming remaster of Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door that's coming next year. 
This game is good. I think this game, what I really appreciate about this game this time around is just how incredibly strong so much of the visual humor is in this game. There's a great bit early on where you encounter this character who's called the Frog Sage, and he's this very wise frog character. When you first encounter him, he's literally floating in front of you, or so it seems. Turns out he's actually being held up by the fishing rod of Lakitu, and you realize, oh, he's constantly mouthing off to the side, all right, move me a little bit back, move me a little bit forward. And then there's a great moment where he reveals, spoiler for Super Mario RPG, that your companion, (laughs) Mallow, who believes himself to be a tadpole, is not actually a tadpole. And everybody is shocked, and Lakitu has been hiding behind, uh, just out in the corner, not to be seen, suddenly reappears as well. There are just so many great moments uh, of comedy in this game and overall it is a solid rpg inspired by the flavor of the mushroom kingdom but my thing is i just feel like man this game just feels like such a first pass at what a mario rpg can be and i just feel like the mario and luigi games and paper mario games were like such better kind of iterations on this formula um Again, like this game is a classic, full stop, but it, it reminded me a little bit of, stick with me on this, because this is a weird comparison. Uh, I remember um, after From Software started putting out the Dark Souls games, I remember some pundits being like, man, you know, Sony technically still owns Demon Souls. What they should do is now that From Software is making their own Dark Souls games, is they should hire some other company to continue Demon Souls and have that be a uh, like Soulsborne series that they can own. And I remember thinking like it's kind of weird that some people are like, oh man, it's kind of weird that like we would go back to um, like that older kind of iteration of what the kind of Soulsborne games were like, as much as. Demon Souls is a great game. It's just always struck me as a little bit weird that some people are like, we should kind of go back and continue from that like more pre-nascent point. And I feel very similarly about Super Mario RPG, where over the years I've heard people be like, man, they should go back to basics. They should go back to the special something that they had with the original Super Mario RPG. And now having, you know, played it more than a few hours of it, I'm like, again, great game, but like I just feel like we evolved past where this game was at when it first released in the late nineties. And yeah. I'm not going to lie. That makes me excited for thousand year door. Have you played thousand? Cause I've, door I've never played any of the other paper Mario or Mario and Luigi games okay. aside from paper Mario office depot, but I did play. So like the fact that you think this is a good game, but like thousand year door is going to knock your socks off. I'm, I'm really excited. Yeah, I think you're going to really love Thousand Year Door. And it's interesting for me because when I played Thousand Year Door uh, many, many years ago, I think I was a little bit too caught up in feeling defensive about Super Paper Mario, which is the Paper Mario game that came after Thousand Year Door. And as a result, I felt like I didn't totally give Thousand Year Door the shake perhaps that it deserved first time around. And so I'm really looking forward to not only like rediscovering a great rpg but also a great rpg that i feel like i didn't i wasn't in the mind space to kind of fully enjoy back then and so i feel like in that way it'll actually feel really fresh for me um but yeah i still intend to beat super mario rpg by the end of the year like it's still a, a very enjoyable game by its own standards but yeah that's yeah, and also very at. short too so i think that's an easy yeah. easy one And yeah, the only other thing I've been doing over the course of the past week is I decided to jump back into Diablo 4. Uh, It feels like every couple of months I reach 
like a weird lull where I'm in between playing major releases and I'm like, well, I need something to occupy my time. Diablo 4 is there. Might as well jump back into there. Uh, I have not touched any of the season two content because I kind of want to just take care of all the other content in the game that I never got around to so that I can say that I finally platinumed it. Um, it's still slow progress, but I did finally get to tier four, which is like the highest difficulty tier currently available in the game. And yeah, I will keep you posted on my progress. Do we have news about when the first expansion for that's coming? Because I think that's probably when I'll jump back in. Next year, right? Because they showed it at BlizzCon. I just don't know what the date was. On oh, it. that's right. And yeah, it's like uh, Daughter of Hatred or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. You're in the jungle hanging out with Mephisto or whatever. <laughs> Some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Vessel of Hatred is what it's Vessel called. of Hatred. That's what it is. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, and it's coming in 2024. What I'm reading, though, is that there's no specific release date yet. Uh, late 2024. So it'll be a little while before we get our hands on it. Cool. Very cool. The Chad. New York Times actually oh. just texted me. Oh my God, here we go. And uh, they have a correction. They have a clarification they wanted to make. While yes, there is a RAM difference between the Series S and X, and that difference is 10 gigabytes versus 16, respectively. Mm -hmm. uh, the CPU is exactly the same, but the GPU is very different. The GPU on the S is capable of four teraflops, which we all know now that like teraflops doesn't necessarily equal raw power or, anything like, or capability, but S has four, X has 12. So three times the, the GPU mm -hmm. power. So Which is your graphical um, processing unit for those who don't know. That is your graphical processing unit. That's yes. right. Also, uh, Geppetto's puppet, Uriel. That's not Pinocchio? It's Uriel? No, it's Uriel, yeah. I don't know why those two things came together in the same text message, but uh, <laughs> very interesting. Uh, yeah, the New York Times, they, and I guess they're covering all their bases. They're like, it's efficiency. <laughs> they got to pay 10 cents per text message, so they're going to shove it all into one. Uh, Uriel is often identified as a cherub and the angel of repentance. Mm-hmm. Stands at the gate of Eden with a fiery sword. Okay, first of all, a cherub is like a baby angel, right? A baby naked angel. Standing at the gate of Eden with a fiery sword? I think you're thinking of a Cupid. Hold on. What <laughs> is a cherub and how does okay. it differ from a Cupid? Uh, what's it a cherub say? is a creepy celestial. This comes from monksmeadery.com. I don't oh, trust of it. Of course. A, a cherub is a creepy celestial being with the head of a human, a lion, an ox, and an eagle. How does it have the head of all four of those? Cupid is a powerful Roman god of erotic love with his desire. No, this is different. This is wrong. Okay. <sighs> I'll do the research on the cherub. Chad, tell me about what you played about. Played about? How chubby baby angels differ from biblical cherub angels. <laughs> 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 oh, my goodness. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, you continue, please, to do that research. I will. Um, I'm specifically looking for anything that feeds my confirmation bias. I'm just looking for one source that tells me a cherub is a naked baby um, so that I can imagine that naked baby with a fiery sword uh, at the gates of Eden. I played this week a few things. What is... Okay, so yes, I am on uh, holiday vacation with my at my parents' house for three weeks. 
And because of that, I've decided, of course, not to uproot my entire entertainment center. And I have brought with me three main ways of gaming. Mm-hmm. My Nintendo Switch, which remained untouched this week. I brought with me an analog pocket with a selection of cartridges to play games on. And I brought with me a PlayStation Portal. So uh, I uh, today I was playing Zelda Oracle of Ages on my analog pocket it is a zelda game that i have never played my brother had okay. ages i had i was seasons. literally just about to ask that did you play so yeah. you played uh sorry you're playing which one are you playing right now it's it's very confusing i am playing ages right now and did you previously play seasons i played seasons Got as it. a child yes mostly because it had a kangaroo with boxing gloves on mm-hmm. and so that's why i chose zelda oracle of seasons as a child and my brother said i'm sophisticated and i'm older and therefore, I like the more complex things that make me think. And I'm going to time travel through Zelda Oracle of Ages. And I said, I don't know what that means. Um, but they also, they very much correlate with the color of Pokemon cartridges we, we chose as well. Because I chose Pokemon Red and he chose Pokemon Blue. Anyway, yeah. So playing Zelda Oracle of Ages. And uh, very early on in it, I just played a little bit in the car today while my parents drove me around from like wood store to wood store to look at wood. Uh, and... Um, Fucking analog pocket. I, I know I say this a lot, but it is just a gorgeous device. If you do not have one of these and you have any interest in playing old Game Boy games, Game Boy Advance games through legal or illegal means, this is the device for you. This is like the the penultimate, excellent, amazing device. So uh, I'll continue to update that on my thoughts on the actual game once I get more into it. I also played on a fourth device I hadn't mentioned, Twist, I played <gasps> on my iPhone. Sega, no, Sonic Dream Team. Oh, this is the new I one. I played it. Yeah, this is the brand new 3D Sonic game exclusive to Apple Arcade. And I played it for about 20 minutes. And I said, don't play this game with touch controls. Sucks a fuck. Hmm. Um, are you going to still, a, a... when you get your hands on a controller, are you going to try it again via Bluetooth? Or do you think that's it for you? I do not think I will. But that is not to say that the game will not perform well, because uh, to me, playing the game, it felt very much like a, it is a mobile game. It is very short levels. It is designed, like, you're going to go through these levels. They take, like, 45 seconds to a minute each. They are kind of simple in their execution, but it's very smooth in the way that you go through them. Um, And that gameplay, first of all, Sonic, the gameplay itself, does not generally appeal to me, despite having played dozens of them growing up and thinking that I liked them. But also, it's just like, again, that's breaking out my phone, getting a controller paired to it with Bluetooth, hooking up a mount on top of it because I don't have one of those backbone controllers to go on to it. And then, like, playing 45-second spurts of this 3D Sonic game that already isn't hooking me from a gameplay perspective. So, no, I'm not going to bother to do that. But uh, I've heard from someone who has famous balls that it plays great on the backbone um so he has a backbone and and his iphone and it plays great on there my issue is that like it's just the touch controls it's it's just so obviously jumping and homing in on enemies with a button press is important in sonic and it is just so easy to tap just outside of that button and not jump and fall to your death or not hit the enemy and and that kind of thing uh because there's no tactile feedback so not a great experience for me. And you have to drag your, th- your right thumb to change the camera angle, which you don't necessarily really have to do if you're just going linearly through these levels. But the fact that you cannot 
move, change your camera angle, and also like jump or something like that. It's it's just it's it's touch controls. If you play the game, a 3D game with touch controls, that's what it is. And so if you like that thing, go play it. Great. If not, who the fuck cares? Uh, but I did unlock Amy Rose. Yeah. So there's that. Ooh. Yeah. I don't. So that's so I'm, out. I'm looking through another a secret Discord I'm in that chat's not allowed to be in. Um, and Mike Towndrow, who some of you guys might know from Six One Indie, he's a very amazing chap. I like him a lot. He is a big Sonic fan. He's one of those Sonic sickos, um, and he liked it a lot. I don't think he played with touch controls. He's like, it's one of the better feeling 3D Sonic games that is out there. But I also assume that's with the controller. So if sure. you like 3D Sonic and you're one of those weirdos, cozy, uh, you should probably check it out if you <laughs> get a chance. Because Mike says it's good, and that man, he wore a I Shadow mean, the Hedgehog shirt to a PAX panel. To be clear, that. Sonic. The, I mean, Shadow the Hedgehog is not in this game. Okay. Well, I'm just pointing out the but. shirt that he wore. Uh, yeah, and and to be honest, yeah, yeah, Apple Arcade. There are so many other ways to play this game. Like you can play it with an iPad and a controller. You can play it on your Mac with a controller. You can play it on your Apple TV and hook up a Dual Sense or an Xbox controller to it as well. So like, you don't have to play it on your phone. Um, but to me, it feels like a like a like a mobile focused version of that game. Not mobile in the fact that like it monetizes obviously because Apple Arcade you're not allowed to monetize on or have microtransactions, but. The fact that it's like, you know, short spurts intended to be played while you're waiting in line and that kind of stuff, which is not something that appeals to me to want to play on a big screen on my couch. See, it's funny you say that because like there is a not zero chance that I will check this game out myself on my mobile phone of choice. But like real talk, if Sega were to announce, hey, we're porting this to PlayStation 5, that would actually convince me to go and check it out because this game looked pretty decent in trailers and previews leading up to it but the fact that it's on my itty bitty phone screen is kind of the biggest turnoff for me personally yeah and then i played my playstation portal and um i have only previously played it in my own apartment mere feet from my playstation Mm. and it worked very very well there and i think i'd Actually, yeah, I had an identical experience where I played Iron Banner when I first got it in Destiny 2 as a way to test out PvP and latency and lag uh, and found that I was just, like, uh, not quite as good at aiming and getting, like, precision shots, but, like, it still felt very capable and it was, a, it was an excellent way to, to remote play. And being here at my parents' house, 2,230-something miles away from San Jose, performs identically. It 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 is it it's it's still when I think about it blows my mind that the internet works like that. But the fact that I can be so many many miles away from my PlayStation console and have the same amount of lag as if I were four feet from it blows my mind. And I did play about ten rounds of Iron Banner in Iron in Destiny today, and I uh, more than half of the time won the matches, and probably two thirds of the time was the uh, highest scorer in those matches too, which. It could be that Destiny matchmaking just paired me with people because it realized, hey, you shit in the bed in that first match and you sucked. So we're going to matchmake you with worse people to compensate for you uh, remote playing. But I didn't feel like that was the case generally. So very impressed with my PlayStation portal. It's still just like such a cool. The I Here's a, here's the metaphor I use to describe it to uh, someone with very famous balls. Metaphor Refantasio? Uh, metaphor Refantasio, Ralph Macchio, Fabio. Hit in the face with a bird on a roller coaster, blood Very everywhere. Funny. Very funny. <laughs> uh, here's the metaphor that I used. It's like you can have 
speaking of remote play and, and the PlayStation Portal, like you can have, let's say you have a sedan, you have a four-door sedan, and every once in a while you have to move some furniture, right? Can't really do that in your sedan. So you have two options. You can get a trailer that you tow behind your car occasionally. That might be, you know, an external controller. The backbone is a way that you remote play. Or you can buy a cargo van as an additional vehicle, and you can drive the cargo van to deliver the furniture. As long as you are privileged enough to have a place to store that cargo van when you're not using it and that you can afford two different vehicles, um, but it's just a little bit better suited to the job and it's a little bit better of an experience and easier to drive than it would be a trailer on the back of a sedan. And that's kind of how I feel like the, the PlayStation Portal is, where it's like, it is by no means a necessary device. It is absolutely the like, if you have cash to burn and you are looking for a you know 10 to 15% better remote play experience over a backbone, this is the way to go. It's just optimized for it and it it's worth it for me, especially being three weeks away from home. So that's it. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's all I played. Very cool. So an update on the cherub situation. Yes, it appears please. there are cherubs in basically every major religion. Um, the baby weird version that you're speaking of is specifically Christianity, where it's little, right, it's a little, course. it's a baby with with angels. Well, this is America, and we all know that despite separation of church and state, we are very much a Christian nation with Christian values, yeah, and yeah. therefore we love our Christian baby versions of things. We love our little baby Jesus, <laughs> but no, in every other religion, it's like these four creatures with the different heads, and it's these massive creatures with huge wings, and in Christianity, it's a baby. Don't know why. That's what it is. There okay. you go. History of cherubs. All right. I don't next... remember why cherubs were even relevant to the conversation, but I'm glad to know I was right. I think Cozy did it. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure that I did not, but you can go ahead. <laughs> no. Next up, I played. This is what Adam played this week. I played some finals. Finals. Ooh. Went full Very release. Good. Very good. On Thursday, I played a little bit by myself. Then, then earlier before recording, I played with Joel. Um, and yeah, it's really good. Uh, you guys obviously had played the beta. And I hadn't played it, um, but I was like, fuck, that looks good. And it's really great. I just love getting, being a heavy and getting that fucking sledgehammer and just knocking oh, buildings yes. down, dude. Holy hell, man. It's like, oh, it's they're so on the top good. floor. Let me just literally destroy the floor and the ceiling. The building crumbles around you. It's so good. Three on three. And the on fact that you can have a, a sledgehammer and an RPG at the same time is yeah. like, fuck everything up. It's so it's good. a very fun little free to play run around and do some objective game gameplay uh playing with random sucks what, you know. but you only need three so it's not so bad yeah it's, it's not hard to get like a squad of three together for that but i tell you what heavy is definitely it's very alluring right up front but once you get enough of those like points or credits or whatever the in-game currency is to unlock some extra weapons for people give the uh the light version a try with the fencing sword Ooh, you are just sword. like this tiny little person running around so fast and you have a little grapple hook too that you can like really mm -hmm. get out of sticky situations and you're just like stabbing people, poking them with this stupid little sword that does so much damage for some reason. That's wild. It's so good. And you can also charge it up and like thrust. It's, it's so much fun. Yeah, a lot of verticality, a lot of fast-paced action. Good stuff. Cozy, I, I got a question for you. Tell me yes. how you feel about this. Yes. So there's three classes. You got a medium, a heavy, and a light. Mm -hmm. Medium is what you think it is. It's a normal, average-looking human being. That's like your healer, your support, basically your support class. Heavy, you expect a larger person, taller, big, big buff, yeah, large woman or man or whoever you decide to be. Again, destroy buildings and stuff. 
a light class, like Chad said, very quick. They got grappling hooks. Oh no. Is it a chirp? They can't take well, almost. <laughs> it's so weird because it's like, all right, the medium class, let's say it's like a five foot eight person, five ten. The heavy, maybe like a six four, six five. I'm not kidding you. A normal human size proportion person, but about four or five. It's so weird to see this child <laughs> running around on the battlefield, but it's that just like sounds terrifying, honestly. It's weird. Like, why are they so It makes small? me laugh every time. And it's like not even a child because it's the proportions of an adult. So you're like, that's just a small adult. Very <laughs> <laughs> small adult. It's very fun. Very good game. Uh next up, I play Morse Ball Gate 3. Um, was in the game of the year winner, uh, or some so some say, yeah, I won a bunch of awards apparently at, at different places, maybe, but no, having a good time. Good, I think I hit max level, so now I'm just ready to finish stuff up and hit the end of the story on that. Uh, and then I started Alan Wake 2 as well. Mm, uh, nice, good couple ways into that. Fucking love that game so far. It's remedy ass remedy game. Um, and I'm really digging it so far. Not too scared either. I was worried about being scared. After the first jump scare, I was fine. No problems. Yeah, I, and I want to I want to make sure to hammer that point home because there are people like Joel who are like, I'm a baby. And I can't play Alan Wake 2, but every, I, everything I see, I need to play. Like, play it. Play yeah. it. It's not that scary, Joel. It, it really is not. It, and the scariest moments are those jump scares where something super freaky appears in front of the screen for a second. But like, other than yeah. that, other than that, game is pretty tame. Just play it on your TV speakers, not headphones. You'll be fine. And again, the only the first thing that scared me was when the deer jumped out of the forest. It wasn't even the the screen <laughs> yeah. flashing stuff because I'm used to the, I'm used to that with Remedy. I know that's coming. That doesn't bother me because that doesn't feel like in the world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that doesn't bother me so much. But although uh, if you can, if you're if you're one of those people that like your brain thinks logically and tries to reduce fear through mechanical advantage. If you wear headphones, you get the 3D audio and you can know exactly what direction the, the thing that's coming to get you is coming from. And so therefore you can say, I know it's coming from 276 degrees on the compass this way. Mm -hmm. And therefore I can turn and effectively take it. Whereas if you just have a stereo setup, you're like, well, no, is it coming from Spain? I don't know. Yeah, that's where it is, Spain. Also, uh, <laughs> play on story mode because that's what I'm doing. I just don't have to worry about it. Yeah, story mode. 100%. Go story. Easy. Have fun. Yeah, Great that cast. was definitely something that I I learned the hard way trying to go for normal. Definitely don't no, no make for that. don't make it any Even more difficult there, for you. There is a meta moment that I think is probably one of the most insane meta moments I've ever seen in a piece of media. Um, I'm not going to talk about it because I guess it's not really spoilers, but it's early enough in the game. I don't really want to talk about it, but it's like there's like 17 layers to that fucking joke you guys just made. Thank it, you very it was much. pretty crazy. <laughs> pretty crazy that nintendo allowed meta knight of the kirby franchise to appear in this game <laughs> he's owned by fox kids first of all not by nintendo what? let's be real yeah no, i'm just kidding was That's he just... created for the cartoon in the no. anime no okay. he was definitely before that. there were a few characters that were created for the cartoon there was the uh what's his escargoon name? yeah escargoon the snail he was created for the cartoon <laughs> the fucking loser uh <laughs> that fucking loser i love him he's such a dope um, but yeah, that's all I played. Alan Wake Finals, yeah. Baldur's Gate, getting ready for Game of the Year stuff. Uh, and that's it. We're going to move on to our quest log now. That's where we talk about the other stuff. One story here, and we can do this how you guys want to do. Uh, Game Awards, you know, winners, announcements, gripes. Apparently some people had or whatever. Um, I wrote down for us on the doc. These are all of the, I just went to like a 
different articles from IGN and pulled down like all of the stuff that I thought was bigger important. It's most of it. I didn't put the stuff in here like Refantasio got showed again. Like who gives a fuck? There's no date. Hey. That's a dumb <laughs> game for babies. If there was a date, I put it in here. But if there wasn't a date, it was just a trailer. I didn't. So if you guys have something in your head, we can talk about whatever. We don't have to go through this whole list. But Game Awards did happen. We'll get to that in my segment about who won our guessing game and who has to pay a debt to the devil. We'll get to that in a little bit. But just as the Game Awards go, I know, Cozy, you had something to say. So if you want to start off top and talk about it, we can. Or we can talk about the announcements, wherever you guys want to do. I don't care. Top level thoughts. I was pretty not happy with these Game Awards this year. Um, I watch the Game Awards live, one of my secret discords. And typically, uh, because usually there are like some fun little announcements tucked into it, I usually start with the pre-show, which starts like a good half hour before the show proper starts. And so like 45 minutes into it, so entirely through the pre-show and into the first 15 minutes of the Game Awards, I was like, wow, this is moving at a real good clip. We've had some pretty cool announcements. I uh, I know it's not in your notes, but I especially was intrigued by Pony Island 2 Panda Circus, which is the that new is game in my from... Notes. You weren't looking down here. It's in the notes. Oh, oh shit. Egg the on my Times face. Like, if offer a correction. <laughs> egg right on my there. face. I just highlighted it. Uh, where is it? There's like three pages or... like. Yeah, the problem oh, is it's on the fourth page of notes. Yeah, there we go. There we go. I was gonna say, Adam, it feels like you're you were setting me up there. That was entrapment. You were setting me up there to make <laughs> a mistake. Jones, she did spinning the lasers. Ooh. Anyways, so yeah, forty five <laughs> minutes into it, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying this. I'm having a fun time. Uh, Christopher Judge came out and you know had a pretty good little ditty at the beginning. Said some stuff about Call of Duty that people were a little tangled about, but otherwise, like a pretty strong intro to the show. And then just slowly but surely the realization of, oh, man, they're really not giving these developers a lot of time to say anything. Oh, man, there's that uh, countdown timer in the back that says, please wrap it up when they get to the end. They're playing that really obnoxious wrap it up song whenever they speak too long. People are getting real emotional on stage and they're shuffling them off. And like, here's the thing. Great reveals at this show. Absolutely amazing reveals that we will definitely get into. But it just got to a point towards the end where it just was too much. It felt like going to a very mediocre buffet with occasional, occasionally really, really good lobster bisque and being like, man, this is all good, but I just need to just stop marathoning through all this shit and actually get some good quality content. And that good quality content being developers coming on stage and being able to speak their heart out and, you know, speak honestly about the current situation and, you know, things that are currently ailing the industry. And we just did not really get a lot of that. Uh, I, I will say real quick, you know, the, the Game Awards has never been immune to criticism. I distinctly remember in years prior, uh, logging off from watching the Game Awards, being really satisfied with it, going to Twitter and seeing people be like, the Game Awards is an abomination upon our industry. It is just a mark that we must wipe from the surface of the earth and just send it into the sun like Superman and Superman four. I don't think they said exactly that, but you, you get the sentiment. And in years past, I've been like, yeah, certainly there are things to be upset about things like Jeff Keighley speed running through a bunch of announcements is something that has been characteristic of many prior game awards in the past, for example. Um, but overall, like I was pretty positive on years prior this year, felt like a genuine step down this year felt like the not great show that a lot of people have made it out to be in years past and yeah 
bummer note, but I uh no, I, I agree with you, especially on the 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 point about I feel like this show has a little bit of an identity crisis. Like it wants to be an award show to celebrate games that came out, but right now it feels like it is more in service of celebrating the announcements of things that are to come. And uh, I have a secret Discord where a couple of my friends were actually in the audience at the Game Awards, and they were like, it was really cool to hear the developers in the audience, like, cheering and shouting when their game finally gets revealed, to, like, hear that moment and have them celebrate all as a team. And I was like, That's, that does sound cool, and, like, it's a cool experience to have all together, but also, like, we should be having those same things for the people who are winning the awards. Like, that's what we're here for, like... And so, yeah, it feels more like it's a in-service, a I'd say it's weighted 85 in the direction of here are new things that we're going to tease you, like E3 2.0, and then 15%, let's actually celebrate. And and part of the evidence of that is like you saw all of these people, like you said, the, the person who won best performance in Baldur's Gate 3, who's like giving this really amazing speech about how he's like seeing yourself represented and that like you're not alone and all that kind of stuff while he's being, you know metaphorically shuffled off stage but and then you only really have the time i think neil Druckmann gave the most succinct speech that fit in the time limit without the music and it was it was just strictly an objective thank you to sony because you helped pay for this game thank you to the team because you helped make this game thank you to uh the people over here and that you helped make this this show and it's like let me just thank all the people who paid money for the show that's all we have time to say goodbye and that feels so transactional that it's not even worth getting up on stage to say it like we're there to hear uh, the stories of the developers and why they're passionate about this and how how what this means to them and there was not opportunity to do that so and at the same time i think it was maybe barrett courtney on twitter somebody said it on twitter and they were like oh andy cortez i watched the show and it was three hours and 37 minutes and like I would have been totally fine with watching an extra 15 minutes to hear some of these developers say something. And like, that's not a huge deal in the, in the, the time span that we ended up wasting on the, not wasting, sorry. The time span they ended up putting into the show. I, I wish it but, was actually um, baby Barrett Courtney. Cause I was going to say cherubic Barry Court, Barrett Courtney is what we should call him now. <laughs> Holding a fiery sword at the gates of Eden. At the gates of heaven. Let them know what's up. Yeah. I'm with you guys. Um, the show just feels, I mean, the show's always felt a little bit long, so it is what it is. I would like for more people to have the chance to talk. I think 30 seconds is, is a bit small, maybe an hour, or not an hour to talk. Fucking, that's way too much. <laughs> uh, maybe like a minute and a half. I did appreciate, though, that it, it seemed, I didn't obviously sit there with a stopwatch and time in, but it did seem like they gave folks who, who were speaking English with a translator on stage extra time, because mm -hmm. obviously we have to say the thing twice in order for you to hear it. So uh, I did appreciate that. I noticed that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will just to play devil's advocate, not really, but like, mm. yes, people should talk more. And Keeley said that they should have more time to talk. Uh, he didn't, he, he took the criticism about the music coming on too early, but it's also like, you know, I mean, Jeff Keeley has done it for 10 years and he's trying to run a show, you know, and this is the way that it runs, you know, like reveals and celebrities are what brings the people in and gets the viewer yeah. numbers. I mean, it sucks for the people who make them, obviously, cause we like to hear more, but you know, this is also the man who's doing it by himself for 10 years. So I think he knows what he's doing, uh, but hopefully he takes the criticism and gets a balance because he does need to pay the bills and he does need to drum hype. Also let people be like, Hey, I like doing this thing with these people. I like, and it meant something to me. They, he does listen to, to criticism. Remember when somebody called him out and said, Hey, you had no female presenters at 
whatever it was, Summer Game Fest, and then mm. opening night live, he's like, everyone's a female now. So yeah, he, he takes criticism. Sydney's well, here the whole time, it's... which was cool to see that Sydney yeah, was there. I, I will also say, um, I, I don't remember which website this was, but there was a great uh, Eurogamer article that was sort of summarizing a lot of the issues that people had with the Game Awards this past week, kind of summarizing them all into this one concise article. And... Um, Fuck, I, I lost my train of thought because my dad's like, hey, let me show you the cat from off screen. Come on, man. <laughs> Anyways, what I was trying to say is towards the end of the article, um, I remember the writer of the article talked about how, you know, there are a lot of people out there saying that the Game Awards should strive to be more like the Oscars, that they should strive to have like an actual like body of professionals that are you know that collaborate together to create like as authentic of an award show as possible instead of like jeff Keeley seemingly running the whole thing and basing how it should go off of his own whims and desires and like it's easy to forget that like the oscars itself kind of has an identity crisis seemingly every year seemingly every year there's some sort of issue that people take with the oscars the way that it's run the way that it does or doesn't properly represent the breadth of films that are released uh throughout the year and so, like, I, I think it's a little bit uh, perhaps unfair to, like, look to the film industry and be like, well, see, clearly in the film industry, they do it so much better. Like, whatever the yeah. video game equivalent of what the Oscars is, is not going to be the Oscars. And I, I think that that's something that we should probably all get a little bit more on board with. But even all that said, even all that said, like, th they definitely can do better by this show i'd say award shows are hard and if you think you do better do it yourself oh you're not going to okay let keely do better next time but yeah i'd no also wager that we are we are probably in the very 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 small minority that actually do know the developers by name and under and and are curious about how they felt and all that kind of stuff whereas everyone else is like go to google who won game of the year this year cool that justifies why what I are the cool it. trailers let me check that out yeah. exactly yeah it's probably just like a TikTok video that's like two minutes long. I'm like, here's the cool shit that happened. That's probably 80% of people watching. But anyways, uh, is there stuff you guys want to talk about? I have one. I just want to get it out the way. I'm going to, again, we have a list in front of us. Mm. So you guys want to talk about stuff? That's cool. I'm going, I'm just starting from the top of the list and going down just to keep my train of thought in mind. I don't care about Monster Hunter, so I'll move on unless you guys want to talk about it. But for me, this whole Kojima thing, right? I know. Yeah. Because fucking Jeff Keighley and just he wants Kojima inside of him so bad, you know, like that's mm -hmm. his best buddy. He wants to live with him. He wants to breathe his skin. And they were showing the thing. I'm like, <laughs> breathe his skin. He wants to be in that man. Um, that one went on for a very long time. Again, Kojima has a translator. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. But he did ask him like 17 questions. I'm like, all right, mm -hmm. Keighley, let's chill. I know it's your buddy. But again, Kojima called up, talked about his Xbox game called OD horror game whatever i was like cool i don't really care i don't like kojima games normally a horror one definitely not gonna work then jordan peele came out i was like huh, well maybe <laughs> i still won't play it but i will say jordan peele collaborating on a video game is probably one of the hypest things that happened at the award show again probably still not gonna play it because i don't like his that man's games normally but you have me intrigued with your uh collaborator friend over there i will say I do feel like for this one in particular, I, at first I was like, oh shit, this is the team up of team ups. This is wild. This is amazing. And then the comment that made me think, oh, maybe it's not what we think it is, is when Kojima was like, 
Oh yeah, this is just one of many other collaborators. Like it's not just Jordan. We've got a bunch of other people that were. It was like, oh, is this gonna be like, like Death Stranding, where like, oh, Conan O'Brien shows up for four seconds as an AI, uh, as a as a CG person to give you a quest about taking I don't know vitamins to the dump, and <laughs> so is that is that the extent of Jordan Peele's involvement in this one? And we just have a bunch of other people doing that kind of shit. So I don't know. I don't I don't get the idea. I personally do not get the feeling from that statement that Jordan Peele has like a heavy influence on the direction of this game or, or anything like that. It, it was a fun reveal and I look forward to eventually playing it whenever it comes out. I will say that trailer, not exactly as enjoyable to replay as say the reveal trailer for Death Stranding or Death Stranding 2 for that matter. Um, so yeah, don't really have much to say until we get something of substance about it. <laughs> For you video people, I just did the whole trailer for OD. Just really oh, close video up. Video people saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Really close up on your eye and oh, scary. The door opened. Anyways. Um, yeah. So is there any other stuff you guys, again, we can just go down this list if you want to. As I mentioned at the top, interesting. as I mentioned at the top, uh, Pony Island 2 Panda Circus looks mm -hmm. great. I'm, ah, man, at the very end of the trailer, they like basically kind of like flash between a couple of different dates it goes like 2024 2025 2026 if this game is coming out all the way in 2026 that is disappointing but i mean i i understand you know really wanting to polish 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 a game like this until it's where you want it to be um and it, that's one man right is he always just done everything by himself i'm pretty sure yeah Daniel mullins I feel yeah like dude has no friends <laughs> just makes video games. I cannot convince anyone to work with him. Um, I will say the, the other game, uh, and uh, like obviously there are a few other things that stood out to me, but like the other game that stood out to me the most uh, was the new game from Don't Nod, uh, Lost Records, Bloom hmm. and Rage. Um, you know, a little while ago, the three of us all reviewed Life is Strange True Colors here on Respawning Fire as part of our monthly barf. And I think we all kind of walked away from it being like, Decent, not that great. And I especially, as somebody who really enjoyed the original Life is Strange and Life is Strange Season 2, which were both done by Don't Not, I especially was like, man, they handed it off to another studio and this other studio really didn't do great by the series. I'm looking forward to eventually seeing the king come back to roost. And if Lost Records, Bloom and Rage lives up to the like level of promise that that trailer showed, this could be it. This could be the true life is strange three that i wanted out of true colors but didn't get i have four things that i wanted to mention the first being like i was really impressed with the amount of shadow well kind of shadow dropped content that was thrown out like the god of war ragnarok val uh not valheim it was called valhalla, valhalla. valhalla that's it yeah. uh yeah valhalla coming out literally like tomorrow or tuesday and then the Alan Wake 2 update with New Game Plus and new story content and a new ending coming out tomorrow as we record this. And then even the... Um, shit, what was the third one? Uh, oh, Final Fantasy 16 having a DLC package coming out that night as well. Like that was, I was like, oh, shit, that's a lot of really great things from a lot of great games that I love playing that like I can play in the next few days. So I was impressed by those. And... Um, Jurassic Park. I felt the I was I was not as impressed with most of the trailer because it just like here's a pretty trailer about 
playing all the same moments from Jurassic Park 1, the movie, but as a different character you're unfamiliar with. Yeah. But then at the end, as they started showing gameplay, I was like, oh, this looks like different stuff. Maybe my that was thing, all just to like rope you in with nostalgia. My thing with the Jurassic Park franchise in general, not just the games, but also like factoring in the movies as well, is it feels like every new release in that franchise is like, hey guys, we heard you had some issues with the last one. Don't worry. Don't worry. We figured it <laughs> out for this one. We finally have delivered a truly great Jurassic Park experience that lives up to the greatness of the original Steven Spielberg directed movie. And it just never hits. It never quite hits. Some some of them come yeah. closer than than others, but but uh, yeah, I don't know. This could be cool, but like I'm not holding my breath until the reviews come out. That's a great idea, yeah. though. Survival game where you're in Jurassic Park getting hunted. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, That's... that could be really cool. Yeah. Uh, and then two other things. Uh, actually, no. Just this is the last one thing. Like. The thing that really surprisingly impressed me the most was not Matthew McConaughey's game. All right, all right. It was not right. Skull and Bones coming out the day before my birthday, apparently. <laughs> it was not Arcane Studios talking about Marvel's Blade, Blade and how they might screw this one up. It was Hello Games, Light No Fire. It's going to be good. And the, so this, oh, the this Earth very... Game. Interesting world about, yeah, just basically an alternate fantasy Earth that is an entire planet that you as a community can all just, like, go and explore and ride dragons around. And every, it's all procedurally generated, and it's just literally a planet that everyone's just uh, – I will never play this game, and I will find no joy in doing it if someone forces me to. But it was still the most impressive things to, thing to me. Um, so, yeah, very, very impressed by Hello Games. Yeah, I mean, the fact – Again, we all know the story about how No Man's Sky started, but that game, if you play it now, it's like, it's fucking wild. It is amazing. And the fact that these 12 people are like, okay, take everything we did for the universe and let's just do it on a planet now. I'm sure it's going to be great. That's, I just trust them now. I don't care what it was like fucking seven years ago. That game is amazing now. So make one that's just one planet and it's all of that stuff you have in the universe, but in one place. Sounds like it's going to be good. Uh, I'm yeah. down for that. Uh, I will say, I am excited for... The Blade. Again, that game's probably three or four years off, but it is the good Arcane Studio. It's not the Redfall Studio. It's the people who made Dishonored and Deathloop. Redfall is from uh, okay. Arcane Austin. So they've got a they've got a fifty percent track record. Well, no, because Dishonored. Well, chat. Everyone but you. Dishonored had way too big hands, though. Yeah, I know. Everyone. And I, we all know Blade is a vampire, and they have traditionally human sized hands. So yes, yeah, I'm sure they get that right. I'm sure they'll figure that out. But no, <laughs> uh, uh, M rated single player. Blade game sounds fucking amazing. I'm really excited for that. I don't know how this will turn out, but we figured out what new energy, new era, whatever the fuck Sega said. Oh, which just being like, yep. bring it back, Jet Set, oh, wow. Shinobi, we, Golden We didn't Max, even talk about this. Games. Yeah. I'm excited for new Jet Set. That could be cool. That's about the only one I care about. The other ones, I'm like, we'll see, I suppose. But I do like Jet Set uh, Radio Future, I think is the one that I played a lot of, which I really dig. I don't care about any of these. <laughs> I don't care about four of the five. I'll tell you that. Crazy Tech. I don't know. Not in 2027 or whenever that game comes out. I probably won't care about Crazy Taxi. But Chess Hit's cool. Um, and then let me scroll down. Don't care about that. Don't care about that. Uh, no Rest for the Wicked. The game from Ori and the Blind Forest people could be cool. They're making a Diablo game from the Ori team. Could be all right. Uh, and then the last one was... Where was it at? Oh, yeah, down here. Windblown. Is the is was in the pre-show, which I you know is what it is. 
but that's the one where like it was like the three little anime guys who got cut in half and shit by the robot <laughs> and then got murdered. Uh, but it's from the people who made Dead Cells, and it's just like they're making a a Hades like where it's you know 3D top down kind of a thing co op. And I'm like, well, fucking Dead Cells is amazing, and these guys haven't made a new game in like eight years, so I'm down for that because Dead Cells is legitimately fucking amazing. So. That looks cool. On top of the other stuff we've already talked about, um, and I guess everyone keep out uh, an eye on the Rise of the Golden Idol because apparently those McElroy brothers fucking love the first Golden Idol game. So apparently it's good. I don't know. Interesting. Uh, but yeah, that's some of the cool announcements. Was there anything else before we go on to our segment and figure out who gets punished? Oh, I thought it was interesting. This was like. I feel like it's the year of the team ups where so like Dredge and fuck what was the other game Dredge and Dave the Diver Dave the Diver yeah Dredge and Dave the Diver having some kind of like joint DLC or in-game experience or something I don't know what it is it's some kind of crossover there and then also seeing um super massive games who makes the you know until dawn the quarry. and pictures games the quarry teaming up with the Dead by Daylight folks for that other new game. I was like, oh, that's a cool, yeah, the casting of Frank Stone is the name of the game. Like the, It's like, oh, that's an interesting, those are two people who work well together. Uh, so I'm, I'm just genuinely curious what ends up coming out of that team up. Now, we're not doing it because we did it last week, but last week we ranked all the one more thing last trailer moments or whatever. How'd you feel about this Monster Hunter Wilds trailer? I guess Cozy and uh, Chad. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Monster Hunter World was very popular. I feel like this game will be very popular. The trailer, it was like it showed us gameplay, like them running from the thing. The guys tumbled over each other, then it had a vista. I think it makes it at least like a Jeff Worthy or Midley or whatever we did. It's either B or C tier. I'm not excited I, I know about I'm it, not, it was a solid trailer. I, I know I'm not normally the person to be like, ugh, those graphics, but like it, it was hard not to notice how not amazing the game looked as it was airing live like maybe, maybe that was like a stream issue or something or other but like my thought was like mm, game looks more like a pretty souped up ps4 game not like something that you could really like push with like the ps5's like high level processing power it, That's it just didn't what really looks like i know <laughs> yeah. but like this is capcom's opportunity to be like hey we know that you think you know what monster hunter looks like now look at this but it didn't do that. Is uh, it, I've yeah, I I don't know. The, I'm honestly not interested in the Monster Hunter series. I played one for a little bit on PSP. I tried Monster Hunter World when it was free on Game Pass, and it was like so many systems and so obtuse, and I had no idea what was going on, and I hated every minute of it. Um, and so yeah, immediately as I saw the big monster chasing the other monsters, like oh, this is a Monster Hunter thing, and I just like thought about soup for a second instead and so what I kind of tell you i don't know it's probably like clam chowder okay. and then i thought oh god this thing reminds me of clam chowder and i hate them both <laughs> i'll say c tier or midly or whatever because it wasn't someone talking about it for eight minutes off screen so i think it gets a bump over breath of the wilds fucking uh game awards thing but all right we're gonna go ahead and move on to segment oh wait i can't say it chad has to say it Segment from Adam, segment from Adam, segment from Adam, segment from Adam. That was a, we did that one recently, damn it. Do so, uh do it to the final countdown theme. Segment from Adam. 
Segment from Adam. Segment from Adam. That's it. That's all you're getting. I think it's a different song, but I like it. You'll go in with that. Oh, is that? It the final countdown. Sorry, yeah. What was the what was the one I was singing? I don't know. I like it though. Anyways, uh, <laughs> good lord, what's going on? So we did game award predictions, right? And mm-hmm. unlike everyone else's game award predictions, this one had real stakes. I owed a debt to a devil. Is it the yeah. lady from Drag Me to Hell? I don't know. We'll figure it out. But we decided to do our our, our prediction guessing game, and whoever did worse has to pay my debt. Why did that happen? Because I make the rules because I won last year. It is what it is. That's how it goes. So we'll go top to bottom and I'm going to count these as we go. So in our first couple of categories, it was, they were a little weird. It wasn't just pick the winners, but here we go. Guess a publisher that wins best percentage of their awards. I chose from software. They were in one category. So I know I had one shot to get hundred percent. They did win best action game. Uh, Cozy chose CD product red. And Chad chose Epic. Both of those did not reach 100%. Bob Saget. You guys did the smart thing, though, by giving yourself more chances. Because if they didn't win, I would have been screwed. But yeah, I gambled. And I Ooh, who came in second place, me or, or Cozy, in this particular category? Uh, let's see. CD Projekt Red and Epic. CD Projekt Red had, what, four nominations, and they won one. So I think you would have beaten them because you had Alan Wake won so many of them. I think you were okay. like 40 cool, cool, or 50 cool, cool, some percent. Cool. Yeah, that's yeah. all I need. Very cool, very cool. All Not right. Be last. Uh, well, we'll see. Technically, there's only one winner in that <laughs> category. It only counts for one point because I'm the one who got it right. That's what I mean. All right. Guess one surprise winner. We had to agree that this person was an underdog and then they would win it. Chad had Jedi Survivor winning Action Adventure. Did not happen. Wow. Cozy had Dave the Diver winning Best Indie. Did not happen. Adam chose Cyberpunk 2077 winning Best Ongoing Game. It did happen. It's almost like Adam created the game, and therefore Adam's winning at the game. I gave you guys every opportunity. Uh, again, uh-huh, did you maybe make a uh-huh. deal with the devil? <laughs> did you play you to hire a third-party service to come and do an audit of the, your operating procedure? Erica, what's going on? <laughs> do you want to come do this third-party thing? All right, next up. So that's two points for Adam, zero points for you guys. Uh, next up, name an announcement slash surprise. It could have been a game, a trailer, guest, musical performance, didn't matter. Uh, Chad said Halo stuff would happen. It did not happen. It happened two days before when they had a big announcement about stuff. Alex, I'm sorry for you. This one hurts personally. He said anything about Metroid Prime. It didn't exist, buddy. Mm. Damn. That game is yeah, not well, a real thing. Even, you, you didn't even have a Nintendo executive showing up with like a Metroid pin. No, no mention of Metroid whatsoever. There was even mm-hmm. that one guy, that one guy and showed off that one game. Fuck, I don't want to get it wrong. It was like that one Metroidvania game that is like inspired by like oh the african inspired one yeah exactly yeah yeah he came up on stage and was like yeah i used to love playing games like uh fuck the 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 golden golden sun he's like i I love golden sun and i love he named like some other obscure nintendo game and it's like you named those two games and yet you made a metroidvania game and he didn't even mention metroid come on He's doing it. You know, I had I had friends from a secret Discord who were at the This is a text this is a text said, message. It's Jericho it's a text texting you. Thread. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh and and they said that at the door you were vaporized if you even had anything that resembled Metroid anything on your your person. So yeah, Damn. just vaporized with a laser beam. Wow. They do not exist. Uh, the only thing that happened for Nintendo was Doug Bowser making a joke about his own last name. Uh but <laughs> that was pretty funny. I did like it. Adam guessed it. 
Baldur's Gate 3 would get Shadow released on Xbox this weekend. It happened during the show. Baldur's oh, did Gate it really? I missed that. Okay. It did. Absolutely. So Baldur's yeah, Gate right, 3. Right, Cozy? I feel like this is unfairly in Adam's favor. Did I not give you the opportunity to make your own guesses? Well, maybe you had inside information. Oh, that's what it was. No, What's I What's going be... on in your secret discords that we're not allowed to know about? All right. huh? I will be mad at Greg Miller for being like, Kojima's going to be there with Jordan Peele. It's like, there's he fucking, he fucking. I was going to say, shit. this oh. is what it sounds like. This is like the responding fire version of that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I wish I had that much pull. Uh, anyway, so that's Adam three for zero, but that's fine. You just need to not come in last place. That's all that really matters here, right? Um, so now we're doing our single choice prediction where each person got to pick a category and pick one winner from it. Other people couldn't do it. Oh, I know I got my esports thing. Chad did choose Valorant as best esports game, and he did get it correct. That was point out for Chad. Content creator of the year, Alex chose Iron Mouse. You got it, buddy. Don't know who it is, but you got it correct. Because you like those little weave girls, don't you? <laughs> it, it, like I said on that podcast, it was the only name looking at that list that was like, oh, that's a name that I have heard of as somebody who hasn't even like seen any of the people on this list that and people make games, but I don't think that people make games is going to win it. Yeah. Very cool. And then esports event. I chose the league of legends world championship. That one did win next up. Uh, these are different categories. Well, chose Adam best fighting game, street fighter six. I got that one. Correct. There we go. We get it. Like you can stop reading your, I, I got to keep saying <laughs> best sports game. Chad chose EAFC and it went to Forza motorsports. Uh, but, and then best family game, Alex chose Super Mario Wonder, and it did win. And that's when Doug Bowser made the joke. Maybe it was earlier in the day. It, that Doug was Doug his only appearance, so it must okay. have been then. Must have been this one. All right. Next up, best RPG. Chad chose Baldur's Gate 3. Good choice. You got it. Correct. Good job for Chad. Best action game, Adam chose Armor Core 6. It won best action game. Another point for Adam. Am I actually doing perfect on these? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, best action adventure. Alex chose Tears of the Kingdom. You got that correct. That is the one award that game won. Good job for you, Alex. So everyone hit it out of the park. Next up, this is when we guessed. Everyone guessed the big categories. Best indie game overall. We all chose Cocoon. None of us got it right. That's a big zero for everybody. It's tough. Mm, guess you're not perfect. <sighs> you're right. I'm technically not perfect. <laughs> I'm just as just close as a cherub can be. Uh, best <laughs> debut indie. I chose Cocoon. Alex chose Dredge. Chad chose Vimba. Cocoon won. That's another point for Adam. Interesting. Best narrative. Adam chose Baldur's Gate 3. Alex and Chad chose Alan Wake 2. Alan Wake 2 did win. So this is one of the two speeches. Shout out to Sam Light for getting to have two speeches for the night and having to perform on the stage. Uh, so good for Sam Lake having a time. Best direction. Adam chose Alan Wake. Chad chose Alan Wake. Alex chose Tears of the Kingdom. Alex went to Alan Wake too, so that's a point for Adam and Chad. And then for Game of the Year... Cozy and I are tied now? Uh, yes, you are. And then for Game of the uh, Year, we all chose Baldur's Gate 3. Damn! A point. Oh, no. So, so what happened here? Breaker? Adam has nine points. Alex has four. Chad has four. So this is a, it's a conundrum. I mean, here's what it is. I'm truly the winner. That's mm -hmm. all that really matters here. Now. Well, you were the winner no matter what, because no matter what, your debt gets shifted to somebody else. Well, <laughs> not if I lost, then it would have been me. So we'll have to figure it out. You guys are going to have to make another deal with another devil to how you split 
the first deal with the devil that you now owe. So now you guys are working for two devils, splitting up multiple debts across multiple deals for two devils. You guys this is too that. much math. I got to be honest with it you. Here, let's make it simple. Let's cut our bodies in half horizontally. <laughs> And we'll put one of the tops of us on the one of the bottoms of us, and we'll yeah. send that person to pay the debt, and then the other two will remain as individuals. I call top. <laughs> I would call that <laughs> immediately if I were you. But yeah, there we go. I did the best you guys tied for worst. There but we go. We'll have to see what happens next year. I get to pick the terms of the, of the service again. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Great. That is, I look uh, forward to losing alongside you again, Chad. Well, there's only Cozy, one loser do you... last year. Do you, before we move on to GOGS, Gogs, mm. do you, you said you had like one other like segment. I did, thing to do? Do but no. I feel like we're running a little bit later than expected. Even though going into the podcast, we said, oh, we only need to talk about Game Awards. We've talked quite a bit. So you know what? I'm going to shift the segment I had planned to a future podcast. It's somewhat tied to the Game Awards, but not so much that I feel like we can't slot it into a future episode. So we will skip over that and head to Game on Game Show. Game on Game Show, the Game on Our Game Show, play a game called Game on the Gaming Show on our Game Show. Game, 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 game. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for TMI with NPD for the year 2007. <laughs> Chad has already lost to Adam once this podcast. Will he lose him again? It hurts. Or will he potentially uh, achieve a long-deserved victory? It would be his second victory on this show, so... We'll see what's going to happen. And we've um, done from, what, 1995 <laughs> up until 2007? Yeah. I won some of the 90s, okay? I think you've won one. Maybe two, at best. I think you won. Right, you Ryan, definitely you you won a couple of years ago. Ryan, go back and find out, archivist, and, and, and let me know how many of these I've won. You definitely won another episode in the 90s, but it's been a minute. Been a minute. We all Shut knew, up. though, as soon as we were getting into the Call of Duties and the Forzas and the Maddens and the Jello and the Pudding, that's when I was going to start. Maddens been there the entire time. All right. <laughs> Let's go over the rules. The Chadlock is still in play. Wait, 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 wait. Because I am a man of honor and integrity. Yes. I feel like I do need to disclose to our audience Uh-oh. that I have accidentally seen the answer key. However, you did for a split second. It was not of my own doing. It was Cozy sent it to me on accident and didn't unsend it. And then I asked him to retract it. I All I literally can remember, and you have to trust me on this, is that Madden was on it. And I'm sure that the results will still play in the same way they would have had I not seen it. So, <laughs> uh, I, I accept your uh, admission of potential wrongdoing and we will proceed with the show as normal. Oh, I did not admit to wrongdoing. I admitted to seeing what you put in front of me he just well, lawyered the shit out of you oh mother your client admitted to it <laughs> I, I suppose we'll let the show in front of us we'll let the show in front of us be the judge uh the rules uh the chadlock is still in play which means that if uh two clues into an entry on the list chad you think you know what it is you can say chadlock and you have exclusive right to guess from there on out whether or not you think you know what it is and adam cannot intervene uh rule number two madden is out of play uh which means that up front i'm going to tell you that madden nfl 08 is in the second spot on this list and when we get to that as we go down we will say where it is and nobody will be able to vote on it because i am frankly sick and tired of having you guys guess <laughs> where it's located on these lists are we ready and for clarification, 2007 is 
360 has been out for a year already. PS3 launched this year or like late last year. Actually, both the Wii and PS3 released the last year in the fall of 2006. One year of Wii and PS3, two years of 360. Correct. All right, here we go. Number 11. The number 11 best-selling game of the year 2007 in the United States per the NPD group is a Nintendo game that released the year prior. It was the first entry within its series that allowed players to interact with each other over Wi-Fi. Zelda Animal... Zelda. <laughs> Animal Crossing. <laughs> uh, Zelda Animal Crossing is incorrect. Pokemon Black and White? Uh, that is incorrect. Uh, its title contains a precious object typically created deep within the earth at very Pokemon high... Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. But... Pokemon Diamond. If it's only one. I don't know if they combine them or not, so I'll say Pokemon I'm going to give you a half point for that. The correct answer is Pokemon Diamond because... Do they not combine them? Because your second answer was Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, I will give you a half point for that. Uh, and no, they are not combined, in fact. Okay. We will... M- more on that later. Okay. 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 We'll get to that. Also, if you're, if you're like officially, like, how do they refer to these things? They're always, even like Sword and Shield, it's Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield, or Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet. Mm-hmm. Like, they mm-hmm. call them both Pokemons. Gotcha. Pokemon. The number 10 Pokemans. best-selling game of the year 2007, per the NPD group, is a Nintendo-published game developed by Hudson Soft. Despite being the 12th best-selling game on the Wii, it received many mixed reviews at the time of its release. Super Smash Brothers Brawl? That is incorrect. Hmm. Its franchise's ninth numbered entry would only launch five years after this game. And... Mario Party 8? That is correct. Whoa! Which means that for the first time in a long time, Chad is actually ahead of Adam, albeit by only (laughs) 0.5 points. All right. Number nine. The number nine best-selling game of the year 2007 per the NPD group is yet another Nintendo game. How Nintendo's fortunes have changed coming out of the GameCube era. So many Nintendo games. We were popular, baby. Yeah. Uh, At the time of its closure in 2019, it was the... Pearl. That is incorrect. Okay. It was the highest-rated game of all time on the review aggregating site Game Rankings. Its hub world is a space Super Mario Galaxy. That is correct. Mm. There we go. Chad's a little bit ahead. Gotta say. Doing good, Chad. Chad, check your your text messages. I I sent a... I gave so much of myself to the debt that now I feel lighter. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, like, I'm, I'm more agile. Esri and Asterix go next to this when you looked at the answer key. But all right, go ahead. Go for it. <sighs> all right. Uh, my text message just says, she's in. Oh, cool. Nice to know. Yeah. Hell yeah. And then I have a text message from you that has a dog in motion jumping on a Spider-Man leg. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> People at home are like, what the hell are they talking about? Secret text messages. Number eight. Mm, I also have a notification saying, 
Adam Gumby liked my Twitter post saying it can't be me. I'll never financially recover if it's me. I didn't I didn't get any other text messages from you. Number eight, the number eighth best-selling game of the year 2007 per the NPD group is a game that prior to its release was heralded by many outlets as its generation's first truly next-gen experience. Its open world was infamous for featuring a variety of mundane side activities. Infamous. Such as collecting flags. That is incorrect. It's a game. Assassin's Creed 2? That is incorrect. Hmm. It's a game developed primarily by Ubisoft Montreal. Assassin's Creed? That is correct. <gasps> Bam. What? Oh, yeah. Chicken cheese tender biscuit. <laughs> Adam's getting... I, I can sense Adam's getting a little bit concerned for his Oh, no. Standing. How will I ever recover? Yeah, he's he's texting somebody thinking it's me. He's obviously, <laughs> like... <laughs> he's a All little right. distressed. Number seven. The number seventh best-selling game of the year 2007 per the NPD group is the first entry in its series. The base version of this game costs $170 when it first released on the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 this year. It was developed by the studio... Rock Band? That is correct. Mm. Now well, I'm beginning to get a little bit suspicious. Chad said... <laughs> I swear to God. That he... No, you just said, like, what cost that much money as a base edition? I was like, um, something with peripherals. Interesting. All right, here we go. Number six. The number sixth best-selling game of the year 2007 per the NPD group is a game developed by Nintendo EAD. It's a game that allows you to race other players while riding cows. Its name can probably be also found as a category on some porn sites, speaking frankly. Milf. <laughs> and you'll probably want to consult the first installment we did of Locked and Loaded because it's the best-selling Wii game never packaged with the console. We play. I'll give you both of it. It was literally like you literally said it in unison. So I'll yeah. give you one of us knew the answer beforehand, and one of us didn't. Well, so. well, one of us said it on my end much sooner than Adam said it. No I way. Say who said it sooner than it Adam said it? But one time. of us did. Literally the exact same time. So yeah, Chad has a total of five points, and Adam has one point five points. Chad's uh, a big wiener. And with that, we are heading into number five. The Number five best-selling game of the year 2007 per the NPD group is an Xbox game. The first half of its story takes place in and around Kenya. Halo 3. That is correct. All right. I did not know that was in Kenya. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it takes place around New Mombasa. Modern day Mombasa is in Kenya, so Mombasa, Kenya it is. Mombasa. <laughs> All right, number four. The number fourth best selling game 
in the year 2007 per the NPD group is a game directed by Jason West. It's a multi-platform game that during this era was more closely associated with Xbox compared to PlayStation. Mass Effect. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, guys, I think Chad's having a stroke. I was trying to decide as I was saying, I was like, it was, was one on the last year or was, is this two? Is this three? Is it Mass Effect? Uh, That is incorrect. Boom. Uh, As if acknowledging this fact, the game's box art is very green. Orange box? That is incorrect. Also, I'm pretty sure that Orange Box's box art is very orange. (laughs) I just thought you were trying to be funny. I thought you were trying to be funny here. And it received a modern-day reboot in 2019... Call of Duty Modern Warfare. That is correct. I'm shocked it's Bam. not number one. I'm really shocked it's not number one, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, the, the, you, you got to start yeah, somewhere. They were more, that it wasn't until the PS3 era that... Well, this is the one that blew up. First, so I'm assuming yeah, after... PS4 this, probably... era that they started making exclusive deals with PlayStation instead of Xbox. Yeah, yeah. All right. Number three. The number three best-selling game of the year 2007 per the MPD group is a game that originally released on the PlayStation 2 the year prior, before coming God to God of War 2. That is incorrect. And that is, uh, yeah, a one guess <laughs> off for the two of you. Uh, it's a game that released on the PlayStation 2 the year prior, before coming to the Xbox 360 in April of this year. If you just let me speak a few more words, <laughs> you wouldn't have made that mistake. <laughs> Uh, At E3 2006, it received the Game Critics Award for, and I quote, Best Puzzle Slash Trivia Slash Parlor Game. It features the songs Possum Kingdom and John the Fisherman. (laughs) And it was developed by the same talent that made the seventh entry on this list. I'll I'll speed run through the clues again. Uh, Zelda Animal Crossing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The third best-selling game of the year 2007 per the NPD group is a game that originally released on the PlayStation 2 the year prior before coming to the Xbox 360 in April of 2007. At E3 2006, it received the Game Critics Award for, and I quote, Best puzzle slash trivia slash parlor game. Almost as if they didn't really know what category to put it into. Uh, it features the songs Possum Kingdom and John the Fisherman. And is it was it developed. Got, I mean, is it Guitar, Guitar Hero 3? 2? Sorry, Adam, what did you say? I said 2. Guitar Hero 2. I said Chat. Guitar Hero 3. Adam is correct. But. Puzzle slash parlor game. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, number two is Madden NFL 08. Adam, can you yeah. tell me who is on the cover of this one? Oh, eight. I know oh, it doesn't. Is it? Is that a Brett Favre one? I actually don't, don't know myself. Wow, oh, Lord. <laughs> okay, well, never mind. <laughs> I'll look it up in a second. I think yeah, yeah. that's the Brett Favre version, but I might be wrong. All right, here we go. Number one, the first... Or Vince Young. Vince Young. Vince Young. There we go. Vince Younger. Yeah, yeah. The number one best-selling game of the year 2007 per the NPD group 
is a multi-platform game that released on the PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, Wii, Xbox 360, and PC. The full sleep, they call it. Mm. It is the third entry in its series. It is related to another game. Guitar Hero 3? That is correct. It is Guitar Mm, Hero 3. Which means that in this top 10 list, you have Guitar Hero 3, Guitar Hero 2, and And Rock Band. Fuck. Yeah. That was my freshman year of college was this year. And I remember all... I remember 3 and Rock Band being fucking huge. And yeah. That's why I was surprised when 2 was on the list. That brings us to the end of TMI with NPD for the year 2007. Congratulations to Chad, who may or may not have won this round via uh, illicit uh screen snooping means but hell yeah you, you want it all the same so shout out to that uh some other highlights from the list uh earlier on we revealed that pokemon diamond was at the number 11th spot pokemon pearl at the number 17th spot i'm assuming mm. probably a gendered thing where a lot of boys were like i don't want to pick up pokemon pearl but you know, obviously, not the games, they're older. The games are basically <laughs> the same, so there's no real reason to prefer one over the other. Um, at the number 14th slot, I just thought this one was interesting. World of Warcraft, the Burning Crusade expansion pack. That's fucking wild. Previously, oh, was number 14. Yeah, n- none of World of Warcraft's expansions or even World of Warcraft itself. Or wait a minute. No, I think World of Warcraft yeah. itself might have been on a previous list, but none of mm. the other expansions showed up except for this one, so that's cool. Uh, at the number 15 spot, Spider-Man 3, the video game based on the hit movie that did not reach the same heights as Spider-Man 2. And at number 18th, Transformers the game based on the hit Michael Bay movie. I had that game. Very bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, well. Uh, and that is TMI with NPD thank you very much that is it for Game on Game Show and that is it for episode 335 of Respawn Aim Fire Um, very important thing if you are a patron and you opted in to the physical holiday something that you might be getting via the United States Postal Service or the United States Postal Service hands off to the Canadian Post, post, or whatever you all call it. Um, be on the lookout. Those are sent out. They were sent out last week. So, um, to be honest, mail is weird, and I don't understand how it works and how you calculate what a stamp is worth and how many stamps you put on a thing and how you weigh it and measure it. I am pretty sure I overput the number of stamps that are necessary for these things to go out. But I'm still kind of nervous that they'll get returned to sender for not having the right postage on them. So. If you get it, we would love for you to tweet a picture of whatever you got and say, thanks, Responding Fire, happy holidays, whatever, 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 just as a way to let me know that it did, in fact, get there, and I don't have all of these sitting in my mailbox at home in San Jose for the next three weeks. Um, so go do that. Uh, again, if you are also a patron over at patreon.com slash Fire, you have exclusive, exclusive access to Locked and Loaded 2 Electric Boogaloo from Alexander Kozina's wonderful Raft Game Show series. This time, Adam and I are on the same team. Does it work in our favor? Does it tank us? You'll have to find out as we battle Harry and Lady Galaga. Did I get Harry? Is Harry right? I know it's an H name. Henry. Henry. Because it's Henry Kingdom Hearts. X Henry, whatever. 
Oh yeah. Right, Alex? Yes. His name's Henry. Yes. That's your buddy. Okay. Why are you giving us a hard time about it? I got to be honest. I might have been distracted in that one moment. Chad, you're showing a lot of love for Atreus, by the way. Yeah, he was like, he was jumping up on my leg going, and he, arr, arr, arr. I was like, oh, fine, I'll hold you if, if you shut up. Um, and uh, so, yes, go there, check that out. While you are also there, again, we might have a, a special recording of something Elf Bowling related uh, coming up that you can listen along to while maybe you watch something Elf Bowling related yourself coming in just a, a couple short weeks. So uh, as a fun holiday surprise for you as well. So check that out on patreon.com slash fire. If you are not a patron, if you hate us and you hate giving us any kind of support, you can still show us support in a negative way by going to YouTube. And we love negative support because it also counts as positive support. So go to YouTube and check out Locked and Loaded season episode one, which is uh, me versus Adam with also Dave and um, who who was on your team, Adam? I can't even remember. Chris Waterman. Chris the Waterman Waterman. Uh, go check that out. It is available now for everyone, audio and video on YouTube as well. And last, I'll just reiterate what Adam said at the very top. We have a little bit of a different schedule for the holidays. We are recording this right now to go live on Tuesday the 12th. We are skipping a week of shows next week. We will have a Podigody episode with a bunch of friends on it that will be recording and going live. Um, I don't remember when it's going live, but we're recording it on the 22nd. And then we will have our regular Goaty discussion from the results of that Podigody going live after that. So. Lots of irregularity. Just keep an eye on our Twitter and look at your feed. And if you get a notification and your feed says there's something new, then there's something new. Go listen to it and enjoy it and consume it. So that's uh, everything. I want to give a special round of applause by patting my dog on the back uh, to Alex for running all of this while I am uh, in absentia from my home and don't have my usual setup. And Alex is ready and primed and has all of his wonderful setup. So thank you, Alex, for running this episode and the future ones this month as well. Thank They're you. All wonderful. Thank you. Not a problem. Not a problem. And uh, Alex, if people are concerned with your nutrition and you want to assure them that you are actually eating food because you have proof of it on camera, maybe in the future, where would they go in order to see that proof? Uh, you can find me over on Twitter at Alex Casina, which is where I'll, I will be posting uh, news and pictures related to my upcoming uh, Cooking with Cozy Bear streams, which are going to be returning at an indeterminate point in the future. When is that indeterminate point? Well, it's indeterminate so please pay attention to my twitter <laughs> and assumedly also this podcast as well for when that will be excellent 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 and uh adam what's your address uh one two three fake street uh no i will say that um interesting stuff maybe i got an email that i got approved for media at a certain event that happens in boston it's oh, called damn. PAX. So anyone going to PAX East, you will see me most likely because I'm trying to go. But I do have media for that, so that should be a fun time. Ooh. Dope. When is that? That's March? It's like March 21st through the 24th or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple months awesome. away. Awesome. Just if anyone who's going, I would love to meet up and hang out with people. I'm only probably going to borrow the Jacob McCourt probably about four of those days straight. But if you also want to hang out, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Dope. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening and thank you all of my wonderful co-hosts for your participation and uh, not letting me win 
but allowing me to flex my prowess at you and on you and with you. Until next time, here's a usual sign off. I won. I did it. I beat Adam.